Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. Hey, welcome out there to uh, the center of the universe here in Chicago, Illinois. We're beaming out across the world here on AM 1160. Get out there and check out the app. You can download this thing and listen to it from anywhere in the world if you have a cell phone and it's connected to the web. But here at Faith Marketplace, we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace and the founding partner of Samurai Business Group. At Samurai, we offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small mid-market companies, and their teams advanced business development and sales skills training. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. At Samurai Business Group, we're here to put the win back in your sales. And boy, have I got a winner with me today. I got to tell you, uh, this goes back uh, probably months ago that we met. And there was an instant kinship here because of her background and some of the things she's done. But I'd like to introduce you to Marie Moran. Uh, she is an expert at behind the scenes helping coordinate things, doing all kinds of stuff. And we're going to get that out today. But uh, also a Southsider. You know, uh, comes from a big family down there in the South Side, very influential there where she grew up. Because you can't be not influential if you come from a big family, and I know all about that. So I'm in a big family, extended family. Marie, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Listen, you know, I just felt such a kinship with you when we first met and was tra- and all the conversations we've had since then. And some interesting things that have happened for you. But uh, you had a couple of quotes in here that you shared with me that why don't we share those with the audience and wh- what led you to use those quotes? Well... That was kind of a, the question posed to me was, you know, what quote? And there's quite a few that are inspirational. And I, when I think about my faith, I think of it as a verb. Okay. And so the the quote that really resonates with me the most is, we do not think ourselves into new way of living. We live ourselves into new ways of thinking. <laughs> and it, again, you've got to walk the walk in order to, to discover right. what new ways of thinking and then Mother Teresa always resonated with me with her small, quiet gestures uh, that had such big effects. And so I love her quote that says, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. Yeah, that's fabulous. Love that, that. Is, that is I so cool. I love that. That is really great. Um, you know, one of the things, too, that I, I always start, because you know, we always want to talk about, uh, you know, backgrounds and all that kind of stuff so people get to know Maria. <laughs> and with that, what I, I always start with is, did you come out a bit bouncing baby Christian girl? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I was a baby. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Why don't you share a little bit of your faith story? You well, know? I think it was pretty typical. Grew yeah. up um, heading to church every weekend, knowing that it wasn't always about me. Okay. You know, um, following the rules. Doing good things, being kind to others were always messages within our house, right? Okay. Of course, tested those <laughs> rules as uh, the years went by. And when we went to college, tested even just being exposed to different religions and what right. different ways of thinking. And that was really enlightening to 
head to college and see multiple different ways. As you said, I grew up on the south side of Chicago. I mean, right. you were Catholic, yeah. and that was it, right? There was very little else. Right. Um, and so to be exposed to different ways of thinking, I think, was very healthy mm-hmm. and um, very enlightening. And it, it, you realize how much we are really more united than we are divided right. in, in all of our thoughts. And then, that, you know, a lot of people come on, that college experience was kind of the wandering days, you know, where they really mm-hmm. kind of wandered from their faith or didn't, obviously, because that's when you're growing, you're getting, you know, socializing and a lot of other things. And then it seems that then that kind of comes back to that centering again of values. And all. About the time you start having kids, For you know, sure. is that, was that kind of your story? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, well, all of a sudden... You know, there's eyes on you. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> it'll bring, it'll make you an honest, uh, an honest person for sure. So, yeah, my husband and I decided, you know, are we playing at this or are, yeah. are we doing it? And okay. and it was a conscious decision and right. one we never regret. Yeah. Right. And you are blessed with four children. Very, right. Very and cool. and I heard the story about the boy, what fabulous family you've got because you know folks a little bit of her background is what how would you start your career in oh i was <laughs> i always say now that i was a respiratory therapist before it was cool yeah <laughs> before it was cool yep exactly because nobody knew what we who we were before yeah and you you were in there for how long a period of time oh it was well over 12 years 12 years 12, 13 years and mm-hmm. you served in the ic right or yeah I, I worked in the majority of the icu Right. Worked a little bit with adults, um, the trauma unit. Oh, all around Chicago. I was at um, Loyola, Northwestern, and then um, ended up doing most of my time at Children's Memorial. Yeah. Kind of wow. dating myself there, Bob. Well, yeah, but that's okay because, you know, that was really very important. I mean, they led the way, didn't they, with a lot of the children's oh, uh, yeah, yeah. applications. What a wonderful institution. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that was. Mm-hmm. And so um, – what did that do for you, growing up and getting into that occupation? How would you characterize what that was like? I like problem solving, okay, right, and and contributing. And so it, I would say, at the end of the day, strategy is really what what you had to have at the bedside, right? You had to manage people, right? Manage communication, mm-hmm. add clarity to communication, understand the needs of all the different. Um, services that are surrounding a patient, and that includes the parents, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and just supporting them. So really, it, it's funny how it, it was really the foundation, I would say, for for strategy and strategic planning, communication right. skills, teamwork, all yeah. of that resonates within an organ, within a hospital setting. Well, and especially that's life and death stuff. Well, I was just going to say, and you got to keep a, a cool head, right? Yeah, you're no doing kidding. It. And so you just get to the facts. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And emotions can be put aside until later. Yeah, um, but it's a it's a very giving environment. There's nobody that signs up for that that yeah, isn't really <laughs> you isn't my, willing to give. Yeah, my undying admiration because I you know healthcare we're, they're at the top of the list for me. Anybody has an advocation for that is just uh, That's why, yeah. it is marvelous and it's a tough tough gig. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you guys are faced with a lot of pressures and a lot of things that go on there. Even more so today, I think, with what's been going on. Yeah. Now, are you touched by that at all with any family members? Do they? Now, your daughter's a nurse. My right? daughter's a nurse. Yeah, yes. Right. Um, we have physicians within the family as well, and I just, you know, given the current environment, I mean, we really do need to give everybody grace because those right. individuals that are there did not go into it to bury uh, their patients, and yeah, it's, it's right. been a it's been a challenge. Yeah. yeah How was it working with doctors? <laughs> <laughs> 
the people. <laughs> Everybody, there's, there's all that. I find that fascinating, right? You find these extremely intelligent professionals willing to share their knowledge and and partner with you uh, to achieve the highest goal you can, right? right? Yeah. And um, and there's all different ways of doing that, right? And there's all different personalities within that skill set, but. It's really a wonderful thing when everybody can come together and work to their strengths. Yeah. Right. Well, I just can't possibly imagine uh, coordinating all the stuff that you guys had to coordinate, you know, in, in those, and again, some pretty emergency situations sometimes and all that mm-hmm. and making sure the team and what to do. And I mean, you had to make decisions very quickly. Well, everybody knows their role. Yeah. Right. So right. it was, there's clarity of purpose. Right. Clarity of goal, and everybody gets to it. Wouldn't that be together. nice if we had that in business? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're going to get into later here is talk a little deeper about that and how you translate that skill set into some really cool stuff, as uh, we found out in your career. But, um, you know, I, uh, you know, we want to let people know out there today, too, from the standpoint of um, what is the, the kind of things you're hoping people walk away from out of our interview today? It's, I'd like to bring humanity to business and, and okay. just keep a focus there and remember that we are working with people around a, a common goal and that each of us is given a, a separate skill set. Right. And to really achieve wonderful results, we need to benefit from everybody's skill sets. Yeah. Why do you think we're, we're, that isn't happening as much as what it should be today? I think it's a struggle if we're always looking within um, or at our own how it's going to benefit me yeah right i mean we need to we just need to learn to adjust and partner yeah exactly and you know it's always it's kind of particularly in recent years you know i think we're finding this great dissatisfaction with a lot of people that were in jobs that they just like we're going through by rote and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden now we've had this opening of clarity that people got a chance to kind of step back from everything in the day-to-day routine and start reflecting on what it is that, what's the purpose? I, I, that's a big word that's being used now. And, mm-hmm. and are, how are you passionate about anything? You know, especially mm-hmm. some of the stuff that you sit there at the end of the day and say, why am I doing this? You know, or what, what purpose is this leading to? Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, again, the healthcare and all the other different types of things that really work with something that has a purpose to it. I think I shared with you, my, my youngest son is looking to be a a uh, medevac pilot mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. going through that training and uh, you know when you could have you could have knocked me over with a feather when he came home and said that told that because that came out of nowhere yeah uh, the kid had a fear of heights <laughs> and all of a sudden he's coming home saying hey yeah, i didn't want to tell you but i took my first helicopter class today and <laughs> both my wife and i are in just total shock looking at him going what <laughs> he said yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a, a medevac pilot someday mm-hmm. i said dude i can't think that's great you know is so few of us can work at things that really, like you did, you know, have a well, real big impact. I was the girl who hid behind my mother's legs when somebody fainted in a parking lot uh, at no five years kidding. old because there was blood on his face. I wouldn't go away. So, really? Yeah. Wow. So you never know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. And mom's going strong, right? Because I, I was, you know, we had an opportunity to to have a lunch and uh, and mom FaceTimed you. I thought it was so cute. You know, it was really great when all that happened. It was really terrific. That is so cool. Well, listen, we're going to wrap up. I can't believe we're already over. That's unbelievable, man. But hey, stay tuned because we're going to be back with my special guest, Maria Moran today. And um, we're going to come, boy, wait till you get into this next segment. You got to strap it on because she's going to bring it and tell you about a lot of cool stuff that she's done in her career. We're going to be right back. 
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here, and I'm proud to welcome Inbound Studio as a sponsor of Faith Marketplace. They have generously provided their talent and expertise to develop and maintain the Faith Marketplace website. Go out there and check us out at faithmarketplace.com. Marshall Mullet, the owner, uh, has a mission to help small and medium-sized businesses be more effective and efficient in getting results for their marketing technology. With their vast experience, Inbound Studios builds websites using inbound marketing methodology. That provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more, and boy, they are for, for us. As a result, the company has evolved into a premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. I encourage you to go out and check them out at inboundstudio.studio. So that, again, that's inboundstudio.studio. Well, I served it up before. I'm back here with Maria Moran, our special guest today in studio. Boy, and I'm excited about that, that we're actually in studio and not all <laughs> Zoom and phones and everything else. But, um, you know, where we left off, Maria, we, talk, we started talking about the early career mm-hmm. and all that. And you've got just such a fascinating path, you know, of what you did. So after, you know, you, you decided, what made you decide to get out of, out of that, out of respiratory therapy? Out of respiratory therapy. So, you know, along the way, I had a good friend who uh, invited me to take a stained glass class with her. Her mother had bought her a gift, and it was a two-for-one, so she said, come with me, and we'll get to see each other. We used to see each other frequently until she had children, then didn't get to see each other. So um, that pulled me into the world of art glass, and I opened up a studio um, within Chicago. It was small, um, Mm -hmm. but I had a side gig going. Um, and ended up crossing paths in Seattle with my neighbor in Chicago, unbeknownst to me. Oh, wow. And they asked me to become a partner in their business uh, as a representing manufacturers within the art glass industry. Long story short, uh, we ended up repping eight or nine organizations um, in, in one in Canada and the rest in, in the U.S., and as that grew, and I could morph that to my family life mm-hmm. um, easier, I just kind of inch by inch stepped away from respiratory. Um, and then that that just that role within the art glass industry just grew. I ended up becoming the director of business development for the largest, well, fun fact, right? The yeah. largest wholesale distributor for art glasses here in Illinois, and actually wow. in Warrenville. Um, so my relationships there got me to be the director of of uh, business development there, and then I. I <laughs> so I go from, from <laughs> IC respiratory nurse to uh, you know, know business development stained glass. <laughs> I, I, I I told you folks this is a fascinating story the path of all this thing, <laughs> and you know uh, because what I was listening to with some of your stories how God opened doors for you along the way. It just seemed like these kind of interesting natural transitions that happen. Well, it's funny, isn't it? That's what we were saying. You know, when you look backwards, you see it. Right. When you're in the moment, you may not. Right. Um, I would would say, as with age, I do see it now, right? And you... You say, oh, I should be paying attention to this. Yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> oh, everything's <laughs> aligning here. I, I need to walk through this door. And so we've always yeah. preached to our children, just walk through the door and then make a decision. Just yeah. say yes more than you say no, because yeah. you never know where it's going to lead. Right? You're absolutely right. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those path, those, those steps are going to be ordered for you anyways, whether you know it or not. Now, you know, if you're going to be pushing back from it, then there's going to be some you know alternative for that. Right. But, you know... Uh, 
becoming a little bit older and more attuned, or maybe a little bit listening more, or, or maybe more reflective to listen to those whispers, you know, that, that he has for us. But, and don't you, you know, think the thing that's upsetting, he doesn't give you the plan, you know. Well, I know. Little shortcuts would really be good. I'm not too good with limbo, and many people know that about me. <laughs> He's working on that, but it's, it hasn't arrived just yet. Um, but don't you think it is that? I mean, just kind of letting go of your ego a little bit that you know everything because oh, yeah. you yeah. really don't know everything. And it'll, one or two times of, wow, I could have never written this story makes you realize. Yep. Yeah, maybe you need to be paying attention to some of these paying things. Paying a little attention. I, I tell this story all the time. You know, back in my 20s and 30s, man, I knew everything, right? I was the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. I was in my 40s. That kind of lost a bit of a step or whatever and reflective. <laughs> now I know what wisdom is. You know, in my 70s, I know what wisdom is now, and that is <clears throat> I'm not the smartest guy in the room. Matter of fact, I'm usually not very smart at all in the room. And then the other thing I found out is, but uh, what God has graced me with, I know where to go get the answer now. <laughs> yeah, know? right. No Instead of trying to fake it or yeah. fake it until you make it kind right. of thing. And, uh, right. and that, that is a blessing also, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it does humble you, mm-hmm. you know, and come, mm-hmm. brings you down. And like you said, get that ego out of the way mm-hmm. uh, to be able to do some of that stuff. So, mm-hmm. let, let, you know, so I'm fascinated by this story. So you, you've gone now, you were in that. By the way, you, you told me something too. There was many facets to that uh, business, right? So the glass oh, yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> within the art glass industry, um, strategy was needed for multiple different industries. Mm-hmm. And each industry had a different persona, right? right? So defining those personas and coming back with um, strategies that would grow the business mm-hmm. uh, was intriguing. Right? What and were some of those, those, those different categories or businesses? Because I, I found that fascinating when you start telling me. I didn't mm-hmm. think about that. So I did go back to work um, for them in 2008. Mm-hmm. And so we all know what that number meant. Um, right and for business sales and there were some industries that were very stable Mm -hmm. um a la renovation or restoration excuse me art glass renovation so if a church raised money for their windows they were obviously using that money to repair the windows so the restoration industry was slow and steady it was the turtle right from the turtle and the hair um other things, retail outlets for our glass, much more volatile, right? It was right. discretionary income. You were vying for somebody's discretionary income, right. and that was shrinking. Mm-hmm. So we had to have different strategies for them. Mm-hmm. Um, likewise, you had big studios that would be making glass for those businesses in Las Vegas. Mm. Not a lot of investing going on there at that time, right? You right. know. So again, all around discretionary income, where um, where we could counter those challenges, we would try to um, balance the loss there with the gains in other industries. Other gains in other industries. Mm-hmm. And, and and being uh, in tune with that, because that's what fascinated me. How did you, you know, from a strategy, how mm-hmm. did you lock into that, knowing those things? It had to come over a period of time to get to know those industries. I'm you need to understand yeah. your customer. Right, exactly. Right, Gee, so voice that, of- Amazing. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I don't understand the customer. Where does that come from? I don't know. <laughs> It's called the buying decision model, you know. You follow the buyer's path. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, what did that teach you? you know, going, coming through that, now, how long was that that you were in that industry? Nine years. Nine well, years. My with my business as well. <coughs> Don't make me count. It's, no, that's okay. I'm in the teens. Yeah. Um, uh, so you spent the upper teens. I, I was there for quite a while. Quite yeah, a while. and I saw a lot of shifting uh, within that industry as well. When you know, when I started. After respiratory, there were no direct sales, mm. dating myself, everyone. Mm-hmm. But um, and the internet was not a big challenge, right. right? Yeah. And then that changed. And so while I was in that organization, we also 
went from just a B2B model to a B2C model as uh, well okay. in order to capture some of those margins again. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see humans react the same way throughout. I, you know, plug in whatever challenge you want. Right. You've got your adopters. You've got your, right. you exactly. know, your quick adopters, your slow right. adopters, right. your contesters all the way through. Right. And so you just mold your, or morph your strategies accordingly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you became a student of that, obviously. Mm-hmm, I did. Okay, so uh, here, uh, before we get uh, out of time here now, what uh, what was the next journal entry? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so from, <laughs> while I was there trying to save money and make money, um, we did a lot of transformational change when it came to our processes and just uh, organizational change, um, streamlining processes, adding more lean methodologies to our okay. days. Um, and that introduced me to a company called IMEC, right. um, Illinois Manufacturing Excellence Center, yep. which then hired me. And I was there for five years, getting to understand my client and customers and their challenges right. and understanding how to right size a solution based mm-hmm. on the voice of the customer right? Yeah. Um, and what they were trying to solve. And that led me down to a path of workforce challenges that everybody's familiar with, Yeah. Uh, which is real. It's all very real, not a buzzword. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I sat through another millennial conversation, I thought I was going <laughs> to pull my brains up. So, <laughs> again, back to that limbo comp or that uh, patience and limbo commentary. Um, <laughs> I couldn't do it. So, uh, I had to go down the action path and was connected with a company called Autism Workforce. Yeah. Um, because I knew there were skill sets there that we needed to maximize in order to relieve some of the burdens that these organizations were facing. Right. Um, and so we partnered and uh, for five years now uh, have put together a system for higher readying an environment, and there's a shift here, and I yeah. think that this is important, uh, where the organizations own the shift because mm-hmm. we cannot re- rewire an autistic brain. We right. need to understand how to maximize their strengths. And um, so we would help the organization do that, identify the jobs um, that would be good fit for an autistic thinking pattern, and then prepare them and their reward for bending and investing in their organization was um, to hire a loyal and highly productive. Yeah, we're going to get into that next segment a little bit more as to how we did that. But, you know, what's fascinating about the story is as I reflect back on your path, that that I see respiratory news and all the stuff you had that those skill sets really played all the way through this all didn't the way they? through and especially right up to the more more current ones too yeah, absolutely and IMAC actually you hired them to come or you engaged I did them to hire, come yeah. in when they mm-hmm. when you were with the stained glass right mm-hmm, I did and what did they do as far as how that helped you and how would you learn from that um, I it got me hooked on organizational change and a okay. culture shift um, they are boots on the ground partnership. A boots on the ground partnership when it comes to continuous improvement. And so walking alongside them and seeing what they were um, teaching me was mm-hmm. was really something. And the bigger impact to that was the benefit it had on the frontline employees who were actually doing the job. And I just loved that they got to put it in motion. And we're going to come back here with Maria Moran, and she's going to reflect on how God kind of opened some doors and, uh, you know, started realizing that, uh, you know, she had to pay attention to what he was whispering (laughs) to her, okay? We're going to be right back. 
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again, and uh, I want to introduce you to some here. Are, uh, are you looking for ways to increase your business? Are you hungry for business relationships that matter, that helps you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually? Well, welcome to G7 Networking with Purpose, where we form relationships that lead to quality referrals and life transformation. Each G7 meeting includes the seven Gs of uh, G7 Networking, and that is gospel, group, grade, God, grow, get, and give. Experience networking with others of like mind and spirit via monthly meetings that follow this powerful format that invites interaction and connection. Immerse yourself with the propriety of G7 app, which makes sharing leads and prayer requests with the chapter members simpler and more accessible while connecting with the entire G7 network. So get out there and check out g7network.com. They are proud partners with us here at Faith Marketplace, and I am a member in one of the chapters. So any of you out there that are interested in this, please uh, check it out on Faith Marketplace. And then um, my number's on there, my my, uh, address and everything. Just connect with me. We'd love for you to know more about this because this thing is going to take off like a rocket. It's amazing. We have two chapters already here in Chicago. Well, Marie, we left off about this fabulous career of yours, okay? And I think what was really, uh, you know, connected to us for me was these, these last experiences where you really started to uh, hone in on, you know, uh, business improvement, you know, process improvement, mm-hmm. operational improvement. And you kind of got enthralled with that because that intersection with actual live people, right, mm-hmm. the employees. So why don't you share a little bit more about that and, and give us a story or two about how you've done some of this stuff and it's been very successful. <laughs> When, it, when I was first um, taking on this challenge, it was interesting to see the response, right? And let's face it, I learned right alongside everybody else. Um, it's not like I had all the answers, but I, I could see where we needed to go and how we could get there and some of the benefits. And I could also see where um, if we could fail fast, we'd move faster, right, in a, in a forward in forward motion. So mm-hmm. I just, I'm laughing because I remember the first day that I announced this to the, the team that I was going to work with, and there was one gentleman who just turned his back to me during the meeting. Wow. And I said, what's, what's the deal? What, what are you doing? And he said, it's not going to work. None of this is going to work. And I said, it is going to work. And at the end of the day, you're going to be buying me a drink. Come on, you just stick with me here. We're going to try this. And so I love it. Um, he was not a quick adopter, um, but when he did adopt, uh, mm. A lot of people came along with him. Yeah. And it was so fun to see everybody kind of own their role. Once I could define, okay, this is what I need you to do. Like, you're the expert in this position. Tell me, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. How can we get there? And made them part of the solution and and literally used their words to create the, the framework. Sure. Things started moving pretty quickly. Yeah. And... Um, I'll never forget it because we really we just revamped the layout in the warehouse and how process flowed, um, and on top of that, it prettied it up. Right, mm-hmm. things were clean and everything was orderly. And um, we had an open house every year where people would come from all over the country to come and shop there. And so this particular year was the transformational year. And so our big debut in front of all of our clients was in the summer. We opened up the doors. And the faces of the people that came in and the just the accolades that came out to the very people who did the work yeah. were priceless. It was price it was so awesome. I just 
just watching everybody beam and be so proud of what they created right. um, really got me hooked on, on transformational change and really on those lean methodologies where you it is a bottom up and more of a servant leadership role yeah. of just let me let me get away the obstacles for you. But, yeah. but I'm also mandating that you give you share your knowledge with me so that we can create this framework, right? Yeah. And that was it. I just got hooked. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, I don't want to leave this out, and I don't want to run out of time because this fabulous story about Ronald McDonald House. So why don't you share that with the audience before <laughs> so, I forget it? Yeah. So during that time uh, of 2008, I, I knew we needed to set people in motion again. Everybody mm-hmm. was kind of holding their breath around um, – sales, period. The Mm -hmm. manufacturers did not want to produce anything new. It was taking a risk and uh, clients didn't have the money to to purchase more. So we we made a game out of it. So I wanted to figure out how could we just have some fun. If people just have fun and they giggle, everything, the wheels will start churning again. Um, And thought that maybe I could get a Guinness Book of World Records, which don't go looking for it because it didn't happen. But how could we bring everybody together to create a art piece? And so we would have the most people working together on this art installation. Wow. That was kind of the theory wow. in motion. But then I kept thinking, well, what am I going to do with this piece once it's made? Right. We're a warehouse. I mean, nobody's going to see it then, right? Right. So I thought I might be able to donate it to the Ronald McDonald House. It was always, uh, I always had a soft spot for them. Right. Um, the good work that they did at Children's was yeah. priceless. Uh, the peace of mind they gave these families was just remarkable. Right. So reached out to them and ended up um, not making the largest installation, obviously, and winning the world record. Right. But I did partner with them on the new um, Ronald McDonald House that's by Lurie's right. down in uh, Lurie's Hospital in, in Chicago. And I coordinated all of the art glass that's in that facility. Wow. So I wow. reached out to my network and we got I got donationed time donated from artists, materials donated from manufacturers. And um, we've got a chapel. Well, they don't, they call it a uh, contemplative room. And the lobby has art glass in it. And then one of the artists made night uh, night lights for every single room. In oh, that wow. So is that just, cool? It was so awesome. I never that would have thought so that cool. my two worlds would cross like that. Yeah, yeah, so that mm-hmm. had to be God inspired. I can't think. I mean, when you're sitting there going, "What am I going to do with this big thing we put together?" And all of a sudden, wang. And again, that leads all the way back to you. Know, I, I, I believe everything through your story. The thread has been where God blessed you uh, by coming into healthcare industry and what you learned in that and how important it was. Right to what that last story about the roles and how you were giving everybody their lane to to travel in mm-hmm. and and get stuff done and then ownership of that. You know that mm-hmm. that was so cool. Um, obviously, this is a faith and marketplace show. How we interwind these things. So. How do you incorporate your faith in the work that you do? I think in the simplest of terms, I'm just really humbled at the uniqueness of each individual. And I didn't, I have no control over that uniqueness. Right. So everybody has a unique set of of skills. And I think it's very humbling to see the contributions that people can make if you're, if given the appropriate supports. Yeah, to do so, and, and you shared with me that 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 started that enlightenment started to come, and you know later that you really started to, to understand that this was an accident. This was kind of 
God's plan and how he's kind of, you know, sharing that with you. But you don't see it right away because you said afterwards you saw maybe or thought about it, right? Well, don't we all, right? Hindsight is (laughs) 20-20. Especially with what the Lord's work because he isn't handing me the plan. I know that for sure. And uh, and then it starts to look at as I go back and I go, oh, wow, you know, that that wasn't Mm -hmm. an accident. That that Mm -hmm. seems like there was a plan behind this whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's often, I think, when when you couldn't write the script yourself, Mm-hmm. You got to pay attention that somebody else wrote it for you. Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, well, you know, uh, one of the, a couple of fun things I always like to ask, especially uh, you know, as you've lived a little bit of life, uh, what words of wisdom do you think you would have given to your younger self? Now knowing what you know, I I always say you need to look within first because you're always the beginning of a solution. Ah. Okay. It, you know, it's. I think it's very easy to point fingers, and I mean, really, that old ad of point one finger out, three or four back, or well, yep, count the thumb They're or not, back, but yeah. yep, They're pointing them back at you. <laughs> but there's more pointing back, and it really is true. If you like, honestly, in the true sense of problem solving, right? When you strip it down, yep. okay, how did how how did you handle it? What could you have done? And I, I think the true measure of a team is if everybody can do that. Mm-hmm. And feel safe enough to do it within the team to right. say, uh, maybe I missed it here or there, or, yeah. or if I would have tried a tactic over B tactic. Well, one of the things I think that uh, we we already shared was that kind of that funny, interesting story. But there is a little bit of another story there of being a uh, mom of uh, some pretty elite uh, lacrosse oh. players. So. Uh, yeah, and we have a lady here that has, has steeped in lacrosse. Just share with you, share with the audience a little bit about your uh, lacrosse playing family. Well, <laughs> lacrosse is good to us. I don't yeah. know. Um, I don't yeah. know how elite we are, but yeah, right. um, but we we do. We have four children that have all played lacrosse in college. It's mm-hmm. been a very good tool for us to help keep them focused on what we would like what we think is the right thing as they're growing um i don't know if we've always achieved our goals as parents always right but um we try to do our best i think with that son jack though tell the story tell the audience what jack's done (laughs) well jacko this goes out to you so uh, jack started a club um here over covid and he's second city lacrosse he and a uh, here, started the club, and it's growing, and they're learning the world of business. That's yeah, for sure. is that great? And he's got is. a great mom to help him get through that, yeah. too, you know, <laughs> coach him along the way there. So, uh, <laughs> God, that, that is so great, Marie. Maria, and that, let's end this a little bit, though, because you now are looking for opportunities out there for to use mm-hmm. your special talents and skills. Mm-hmm. So if I was to ask you, uh, why should somebody, you know, uh, take you in or want to work with you, what would you say? I'd say I'm open-minded, and mm-hmm. I'm going to always look for the good of the goal. Um, okay. I don't. I, I think we talked about this too, and we didn't mention it here. But an expert craftsman leaves yep. no mark. Yeah, I, I love just, that. I love that <laughs> that quote as well. And I, you know, I don't need the glory. I just really like to do the work mm-hmm. and bringing people together and working to their strengths. Yeah. So anybody out there that would like to have this young lady, uh, you know, working in your environment or helping you out or giving you some thoughts or ideas, uh, please get out there and uh, ping me. Uh, You can call, you could text me at 312-210-0603 and text me the word Maria. And uh, what we'll do there is we're going to put you in touch with Maria Moran and uh, have a conversation with this absolutely stellar Christian woman that has brought a lot of value to a lot of the companies she's worked with. And I think you've already heard that. 
and she has a very skilled set that is any company would be proud to have her as part of their team. So uh, anyway, I can't believe we're up on this segment already, Maria. Now you guys pay attention because we're going to be right back with a roundtable conversation on a mystery subject. We're not going to tell you until you come back, okay? So stay tuned. <laughs> This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Well, we're back here with my special guest, Maria Moran. And uh, we've landed on, I told you to stay tuned here because we got an excellent, excellent uh, mystery subject. So, Maria, what are we going to talk about? What you see is not always, or wait, what you see is not what you get. Yeah. Right? How about that? And you got a story <laughs> to lead us off with on that. <laughs> I, so, to me, I love a good story, and and um, I like be I like learning something that I didn't Expect. know already, right? right? Like I just yeah, um, and so uh, I I think I mentioned that we readied businesses to hire the autistic workforce, right? And one story that comes to mind was this one gentleman who was producing fabulously, but um, was pacing quite a bit, and um, we observed it and it was very unsettling to me. So this is an autistic worker. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And he it was just pacing back and forth as he was doing his job and mm-hmm. um just made me uncomfortable. I thought, my God, this poor man is is so stressed here. What what can I do to help with mm-hmm. it? So we checked in with uh his mother and she said, Oh no, <laughs> he loves this job. When he's pacing, he's processing. That's how he processes and wow. he 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 just loves this job. So you know, it, it took me back, and, I, and I've seen this a lot within that workforce where, you know, we think we're all that. Yeah. And, and we think we have the answer, and, oh, I, I, you know, I observe this, and so I know the answer. I know which way to go. And it's a good reminder to, no, be humble. Keep your eyes open. You may not, things may not be as they seem, right? You know, and we didn't get into it a little bit, but I was so impressed with the video that I saw about one of the, uh, you, you mm. guys had an example, mm-hmm. and I don't know what, mm-hmm. it, I can't recall what his name was, where uh, you had a twofold thing you had to do. First of all, you had to equip them to go into a workplace because there's, there's habits or things that they're, from a, a socializing standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. And that can be off-putting to other people because they don't understand it. But then you had the bigger job of really educating the workforce, right, of how to interact with this person. That's typically yeah. the larger job, right? So again, yeah. we need to be humbled yeah. and just... Don't judge. Sit back and right. and recognize that you have a lot to learn too, and that they can teach it to you. And right? you had to, you had to observe some marvelous transformation with people that had, all of a sudden that had to be, uh, you know, in this environment and didn't realize or get any of this stuff. That had to really, I mean, well, you know, I appreciate you saying that, but I really, it's it's the right thing to do. Everybody right. has should have the dignity of work, right? And they have everybody has a skill set that can they can contribute to the organization. Right. It's will the organization, yep. bend yep. so that they can. And and one of the analogies that I used all the time was if somebody was hard of hearing, would you whisper to mm. them? No, of course right. not, right? So right. this is just a little less obvious. You have to figure out different ways. Different ways. Working. But the, yeah. the results are <laughs> phenomenal. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was reading back, I think it was in uh, 
Harvard Business Review, one of them, in fact, a number of years ago, how Silicon Valley were locked into the autism thing and were hiring for people innovation. in. Yeah, mm-hmm. for innovation. And wow, well, that was really enlightening. Well, what's the you message know? there? Think yeah. differently. Yeah, right? Stop exactly. thinking that you have all the answers and just sit back and allow God well, to. Well, to, to your show point you about ways. what you see isn't always what you get or what you think, right? Your perception versus reality. And I right. teach on this also perception versus reality. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the world, the lens that we see things through is our perception versus what maybe the reality is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I too experienced that, right? <laughs> because I. You know, you get this cockeyed notion, you know what it's supposed to go like or whatever. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, and that's kind of in hindsight looking back is, no, Bob, you know, God said, no, that's not it. You know, you, get, you got the wrong glasses on. You know, yeah. you got the wrong glasses on. You know, or maybe I need to get you a hearing aid so you can hear a little bit better as to what it is exactly <laughs> that I'm trying to tell you, you know. And uh, slowly but surely, you know, it's getting through. It's sinking through. But uh, you also had uh, a story about a, a sales manager or something that you oh. – a good example of this is what you, Speaking you felt Speaking of reality thinking, was. you know, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to say when I was trying to uh, – create all this change you know just play with me come on just play with me it's a good idea we just have to see if we can if we can do it or not and uh there was one time i thought okay truth be told there was somebody who had to order pick up these orders and walk them back into the warehouse and there was quite a bit of chatting that would occur when that would happen and i was like come on we gotta this is waste in our process we need to get rid of it ah, there you go so i'm like we're gonna just print them right back out there it'll be great it's gonna mm-hmm. be great we're gonna use this and we can connect it to that and we're gonna do it in the sales manager who was, could have been my son, was like, yeah, it's not going to work. Like, no, no, come on, play with me. Come on, we'll do it. I'll buy you lunch. It'll be great. We're just going to see. <laughs> and, you know. I love it. Sure as all, that hour into the game, like, yeah, it, it was a colossal fail. Right? <laughs> so I went back, I'm like, all right, what do you want for lunch? Yeah, you right. were absolutely right. <laughs> that was it. Thank you for playing with me. And now I'll move on. Right? I, I love that expression, though, because that is inviting. <laughs> you know, play with me. You know, yeah. I have that situation with, with uh, clients because, as I share with, you know, we're starting a new cohort, you know, as of mm-hmm. the beginning of the year. And I said, look, here, here's what my job is, and the toughest job for me is these six inches between your ears. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of head trash here, and i got to go in and take out the trash. And some of you got maybe a wastebasket full, and others have got a, you know, a whole dumpster full mm-hmm. that I've got to take. Because it is a change in thinking and, and getting mm-hmm. away from perceptions and all the rest of that mm-hmm. stuff. And, uh, and so I, I share with them. I said, look, if I ask you to try the green coat on. You know, kind of like you, play with me. Put the green coat Just on. Just try you know? it. Yeah. Hey, and if you don't like it, you can take it off, you know. know. But it will put the purple one on or whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But at least try it. And what I found is when people can relax and get into that mode, it's amazing. All of a sudden, they do it, and it's like, oh, wow, I never looked at it. Right. And, and just that different, like you said, the different perspective for innovation, looking at it through a different lens. Right. Um, and also kind of putting yourself in their shoes. I, I think mm-hmm. that was Agreed. where empathy mm-hmm. comes from mm-hmm. and compassion is how do we relate to other people that way, mm-hmm. and particularly when you start looking at um, perception versus reality, yeah. you know, because, again, I think we get in these ruts or mindsets, you know, and I always talk about that, too, because some people that we deal with have uh, issues with money, mm-hmm. and I had salespeople that couldn't get over selling $200,000 worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a pretty big ticket. And then I had other guys would be selling, you know, million, million and a half dollars worth of stuff, and they wouldn't bend over and pick up a $200,000 sale. So it's all a matter of perception. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of head trash around this, these kind of things. 
And so you grow up with different values, different sets of things, mm-hmm. and that sometimes can skew your perception or reality of what it really is about. Mm-hmm. But I'm fascinated by the work you've done and how you incorporate that because, it, again, I, I just see the pattern all the way back to what you had to do you know, in ICU and in the team and everybody was defined and you knew what the roles were and everybody mm-hmm. was working in sync on that. And it was, it was a harmonious thing because it saved lives. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, translating that now into a business. To me, it's like saving a business, you know. Mm -hmm. And as you know, and you've run across it, particularly with what you've had the scope of working with different folks, a lot of dysfunction out there, Mm -hmm. you know. And and once they can get organized around that, to your your point also, and I think it's it's God's way of saying, you know, recognize their gifts. Recognize their individual skills, your gifts, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I think you don't have to understand them to be empathetic. And likewise, no. you don't have to have no borders or, it, I mean, it's not a rose-colored glasses conversation. That right. we, not everybody enjoyed what I was doing. Right. You know, I was not, a, I did not have a, a always a room of super fans, right? Right. But if I could treat them with respect and they treated me with respect, then we could come to the middle and 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 move you, forward. You, well, you hit it also with the respect thing because that leads to trust, mm-hmm. you know, and that's really in my estimate, particularly in sales, if you don't have trust, you got nothing. Agreed. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's relationships mm-hmm. and building that. Mm-hmm. And again, the old adage, <clears throat> I may not agree with you, but I, I'll fight to the death for your right to say what you do, you yeah. know, that right. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But do it with respect mm-hmm. and, and do it with, uh, in a way that keeps the other person whole or saves them. And like you said, the dignity of work. Mm-hmm. I think that we don't put enough emphasis. I can't believe we're running out of time. <laughs> we could stay here for another hour, folks. <laughs> It's the Irish so, thing, Bob. Yeah, it is. It is for both of us. I got I got some of that blood too. So it's like holy smokes, you know. Well, I want to thank everybody, and I want to thank my special guest, Maria Moran. Please get out there and text me at three one two two one zero zero six zero three with the keyword Maria, and I'm going to make sure I get you in touch with this lovely, fantastic professional, great Christian mom and wife and everything else and uh, she brings it folks so just get out there and give me that text message so and we're going to be back here next saturday noon to one o'clock here on am 1160 hope for your life uh, where we inspire equip and encourage christian business leaders to lead where they're at where god's planted Thanks them for joining us and be for salt and light marketplace radio here to inspire equip and encourage chicagoland's christian business community Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.